So you want to run a six-figure business as a digital nomad? The first step to get there is to throw the goal of six figures out the window. Yep, I said it. Might sound surprising, but in my opinion, the making six figures part really does not matter. The only monetary goal that really matters when building a business is that your business and income can support the life that you want to live. I personally wanted the option to live as a digital nomad and travel the world in my van. And guess what? I'm doing that now. Does my business make six figures? Yes, my business does. Do I personally? No. Your goal does not take home six figures of profit at the end of the year, but it doesn't matter because I've set up my business and my life to allow for the lifestyle that I've always dreamed of. So today I want to walk you through how I run a business as a digital nomad and how you can take steps to creating a business that helps you chase your dream life too. So keep on listening. Welcome to the Creator Club podcast produced by Creatorly Media. I'm your host, Katie Steckley. I'm a side hustle YouTuber turned six-figure CEO that's obsessed with social media, making content, and building communities. Here on the Creator Club podcast, we dive deep into the social media and content creation strategies that are important to you as a creator. Whether you want to grow on Instagram, YouTube, TikTok, or with a podcast, we've got advice for you. So stay tuned for my workshop style solo shows and the occasional expert interview. Oh, and by the way, this club is open to everyone. Whether you have one or 1 million followers, there's a seat for you at the table. So let's get into it. Welcome back to the Creator Club Podcast, y'all. I am coming to you as I have been for the past several weeks from the back of my van. Today I am parked in Southern California and the sun is coming in and I'm loving it. And I hope that being able to record these podcasts and film my YouTube videos while I travel has been a dream of mine for a really long time. And so I'm really excited to be able to share some of the strategies that I've learned of how to make this happen with you in today's episode. But first, in case you are just an MVP bestie subscriber and you're listening to this even though you don't know what a digital nomad is, then first of all, props, thank you for pressing play on this episode. That is awesome. But let's explain what a digital nomad is for my beginners who are tuning in today. Digital nomads are remote workers who usually travel to different locations. They often work in coffee shops, co-working spaces, public libraries, or in my case, a van. Digital nomads rely on their laptops and their cell phones and mobile hotspots or free Wi-Fi to do their work wherever they want. The idea of being a digital nomad is that with the internet and all the technology we have, it's possible to do your job from anywhere. So why not find your way to some locations where you would enjoy spending your time? So the first thing that we need to discuss if you want to become a digital nomad is where you will work and what you'll need in order to get that job done. If you're traveling around and working, you have to ask yourself, where are you going to get your work done and what tools are you going to need to bring with you to actually achieve that? In my case, 
we travel around in our renovated van named Vangie. And if you want to watch our travel journey, and when I say our, I mean myself and my husband, Dan, you can check out our van channel on YouTube. It's called Katie and Dan in a Van. And we documented the whole process of converting this cargo van into a tiny home on wheels. And also uh, we make weekly vlogs with um, our adventures. So it's all very casual, very fun. You can check it out if you want. But when we uh, converted our van into, you know, our home on wheels, we kept this whole thing in mind of us working from the van because we always knew that if we we're going to be traveling around, like we both have jobs, right? He works full time at a tech company. I have my business. So we knew that having a good working setup was going to be pretty important. So that was built in to our plan as we converted our van. In our layout, we've got a dinette in the back, which is basically like two benches that face each other. It's actually sort of a U-shaped bench and a big table. And this actually converts into our bedroom at night. If we take the table out, it can be our living room. And with our table there, we obviously use it for eating our meals, but it's also our shared office on the road. We made sure that this area had plenty of outlets so that we can always have our devices charging. And we have this device called a WeBoost, which basically is like a cell signal amplifier. So it takes any cell signal that we're reaching and it just kind of makes it stronger so our internet is faster because we use mobile hotspots to do everything. There are definitely times where we run into struggles with this. I think this is a question a lot of people have, especially about working from a van is like how you can make it work with two people. And there are times when we have a meeting at the same time or Dan's doing a meeting and I need to record a podcast. And so when that happens, we find a way to make it work right now. Dan is sitting outside the van doing his work while I'm in here talking. And if we have a meeting at the same time, sometimes I'll go outside to take my meeting. And it's it's always interesting for the people I'm in meetings with because they're like, wow, where are you today? <laughs> but we make it work. Now, that's our personal situation, but you might have a different approach to being a digital nomad. There's lots of digital nomads that travel from Airbnb to Airbnb doing longer term rentals in one city or another. That's also a great option. Or some people travel and stay with family or friends around the world as well. But the main thing that you need to make sure is that you're able to travel with all of the gear that you need to do your job and that you always have a good internet connection. So let's talk about how I make money as a digital nomad. Now, let's just kind of clear this up. I make money as a digital nomad the same way that I made money just sitting at home in Canada. It's really not that complex. It's it's just about having a remote job or a remote business. So I built my business in its current form to run completely online and have a completely remote team. There's people on the creatorly media team that have never met each other in person because we all live in different places. So let's just talk about some of the income streams that I've built that allow me to work from anywhere, whether that anywhere is, you know, at home in my apartment or here in the van. And maybe some of these might just kind of put some ideas in your mind of what you could start to build if your big dream is to run a business remotely. So there's really two halves to the work that I do. One side is my business creatorly media. And then the other side is my personal brand being a content creator on, on YouTube and Instagram. So let's talk about creatorly first. Creatorly media is my social media content creation agency where we produce podcasts, YouTube channels, and Instagram content 
for influencers and small business owners. Creatorly Media just got its name in the summer of 2021, but I've been running a form of this agency since about the fall of 2019. When I first started doing this kind of work, it actually was quite location dependent and I worked with a lot of local businesses because at the time I was also going to film videos on location and I produced some podcasts in person, but then obviously in the spring of 2020, that all changed and kind of unknowingly I shifted my business to work for a digital nomad lifestyle, but obviously your girl was not being very nomadic back in March of 2020, no. I was sitting at home like everybody else and I sat at home and built my business to be completely remote for pretty much two years before I got to set out in February of 2022 and live and work on the road. So that's creatorly. Then, like I was saying, there's my personal brand, the content creator side of my business. So I create content on YouTube, obviously here on this podcast and on Instagram. With being a content creator, I make an income through various different streams, including Google AdSense, affiliate marketing, digital products, and brand partnerships. If you want a future podcast episode all about my various income streams and and how they all kind of contribute to the business in different ways, then shoot me a DM over on Instagram at Creatorly Media to let me and my team know that you'd like to hear about that and we can produce an episode all about that. Really, when it comes to these two halves of my business, they really work in tandem. Obviously, this podcast um, promotes Creatorly Media a lot and I also talk about Creatorly Media a lot on my YouTube channel and my Instagram. So I just kind of think about them as two halves as a whole, but really they work together in a lot of ways. Today's episode of Creator Club is brought to you by Humans. Humans is a platform designed by online content creators, for online content creators. Humans is not your typical influencer gig job board, but instead is a community of creators that you can connect with. You might just find your new creator bestie by swiping through Humans. Meeting other creators is not only a great opportunity to find friends and build community, but it also allows you to collaborate with other creators in your niche and help each other grow. But of course, there are also monetization opportunities through Humans too. In the Humans app, you can connect with top brands and submit your bid to take part in their campaigns. Humans' mission is to make it safer and easier for creators to work with brands in a transparent and human environment. You can download the app and create your profile totally for free, so head to the link in my show notes or go to humans.com. That's humans with a z.com to start today. Now, that's how I personally make money as a digital nomad. And like I was saying, it's very similar to what I would do if I was, you know, just working from home. But maybe these types of income streams or business models don't necessarily work for you or your skill set. So if that's the case, let's just talk about a few different options of income streams that could work for digital nomads. So the first is remote corporate jobs. So this is the case for my husband, Dan, like I was saying, he works for a tech company remotely. There's really so many corporate jobs offering remote positions nowadays. All you need to do is go to the website of the potential company you want to work with, look at the jobs or careers tab and see if any other open positions are remote. The one thing to keep in mind with corporate jobs is that there's usually a little less flexibility on hours. So you're still going to need to make sure that you have seriously reliable internet or cell service wherever you go. And you might need to shift the hours that you're working depending on the time zone you're in. So for example, Dan and I still work Eastern time zone nine to five 
even though we're currently in California. So we kind of work roughly from six to two or like seven to three, you know, on days when it's hard to get out of bed. So that's something else to consider. If you are working for like a more traditional, you know, corporate job, they might expect you to be online during specific hours. And so you might just have to wake up early or stay up late depending on what time zone you're in. But I definitely think it's something that you can make work. Another less traditional option is a platform like TaskRabbit. This is an online and mobile marketplace that matches freelance labor with local demand and basically allows consumers to find help with everyday tasks like cleaning, moving, setting up IKEA furniture, whatever it might be. The great thing about this is you can do it from anywhere. So if you're just visiting an area during your travels, you can, you know, help out the locals with whatever tasks they're looking for help with. Basically, it's in-person work, but it's through a platform that's global. So it's going to be an option for you in different locations. Similarly, another type of gig work that can work for you all around the world is like a food delivery service like DoorDash, Uber Eats, Grubhub, and more. If these apps are available in a city, then you can deliver there if you're an approved driver with the app, whether or not it's your home city. So that can be another cool, unexpected option for continuing to make money in different places. Another gig work type option that's actually online is tutoring or teaching language lessons. So you can really tutor on any topic, but there's a lot of platforms online where you can teach English or whatever your language is as a second language to other folks online. There's lots of different websites out there where you can sign up as a tutor and choose your own hours and make money through teaching English online. Just in my own experience of seeing other van lifers or digital nomads online or meeting them, I know that online English tutoring is a really popular option for a lot of digital nomads. So those are just a few to kind of get you started on brainstorming because they don't necessarily need to look like the kind of work that I do. There's all kinds of freelance or gig work that you can do completely online or like I was saying in person but in different locations if you just get a little bit creative and do a little bit of research. You might be surprised at just how many options there are for working from anywhere. Really, the digital nomad lifestyle is going to look different for everyone, and it's really going to vary depending on what you choose as your income stream, like the way that you make money in order to travel. I know that mine and Dan's lifestyle as digital nomads probably looks different than many van lifers because we are working full time, like him and his tech job, me for my business. A lot of people choose van life intentionally so that they can work less hours in less traditional jobs because you can live more frugally as a van lifer than if you like own a regular house and a car and you're commuting every day and all that stuff. So I think it's important to think about your purpose behind becoming a digital nomad because that is also going to help steer you towards what kind of job might make sense for you. For us, we both still had our regular career aspirations and weren't necessarily going to van life as a way to like give up the rest race quote unquote like kind of stop working and just live on the road we really want to be able to do more long-term travel and the way to do that was in our van and still working our regular schedule and exploring on the evenings and weekends so when you're thinking about the kind of work that is going to work for you as you pursue being a digital nomad just consider how it might impact 
your lifestyle on the road. Now let's talk about a few of the logistical matters that you may not have considered when it comes to living the digital nomad life. While working and traveling can have its ups and downs, these are a few tips that I want you to consider to help make things run as smoothly as possible for you. One tip that I have is creating a budget or some kind of financial plan. As a digital nomad, budgeting is going to be obviously essential to your survival. You need to keep putting gas in your van or you need to keep paying for your Airbnbs. And if you're like me, you still might have some of your home expenses. So in our case, we own a condo and we're continuing to pay that mortgage and pay all the expenses that are associated that while we're traveling. That is also a slightly different aspect of our digital nomad lifestyle that's different from many. So whatever your personal circumstance is, make sure you take that all into consideration and figure out the cost of traveling to each destination, staying there, the activities that you're going to do there, the costs associated with working. So in our case, having really high data plans and everything else that you need to live like food, water, etc. I think it's good to project what your costs are going to be, like what you think you're going to spend on gas, campsites, groceries, all that stuff. It's going to look different for everyone, but have a general idea of what that monthly expense is, because especially if you're doing freelance gig work or entrepreneurship, you need to have some kind of goal to figure out, okay, this is what I need to bring in every month to make this all work. The next tip I have for you is to plan for everything. When you're traveling, it's crucial to have backup plan after backup plan in case of emergencies, especially if you're doing some kind of job that other people are depending on you for. You can plan all day long, but I know from experience that not everything works out the way that you plan. Some things just happen and, you know, it is what it is. You need to roll with the punches. But I do think it's important to have some game plans for the inevitable bumps in the road pun intended, that you're likely to hit. So for us, what that looks like is often having a backup plan for getting internet in case we realize that where we are doesn't have great cell signal. We each actually have different phone plans. Dan's on Verizon, I'm on T-Mobile. So that means that if we're in a place where there's better T-Mobile service, we can use my hotspot. If we're in a place with better Verizon, we can use his. And if we're uncertain if a place is going to have good cell signal or not, then we will only visit there on the evenings or weekends. And we really make sure to keep our nine to five hours or, you know, out in California, six to two hours in an area where we're going to have a good enough hotspot to work. There's all kinds of different apps and resources that you can find in order to get this information. It's just about researching and planning this ahead of time so that you know you're going to have what you need when you need it while you're on the road. My final tip is to map it all out. It's crucial to map out at least some of the trips that you're going to take beforehand. It's fun to experience something spontaneously, but because of budgeting and working, I really do think you need to have some sort of plan. And Dan and I are definitely on the more conscientious side, especially when it comes to van lifers. I think a lot of people live a lot more of a, you know, figure it out as we go kind of lifestyle, but we have a plan that is, you know, at least a week in advance of what activities we're going to be doing, where we're going to be parked, where we're going to fill up on water, where we're going to plug into charger batteries if we need to, where we're going to empty our gray tank. All that stuff is planned out in advance so that we don't find ourselves sitting there wondering, oh, what do we do next? I think that's especially important if you are taking a similar approach to us where we like work all day and then we want to get in as much exploring and adventuring time as possible. So we plan it out ahead of time. So then when we finish our work day, we know exactly where we're headed. 
For example, soon after I finish recording this podcast, we're going to be headed to some hot springs. And I know this because we planned it out in a couple hours on Sunday night. So you don't need to be quite as detailed as us if that isn't your vibe, but I definitely recommend mapping out your plan so you know where you're headed. And it also helps you feel a little less aimless because there is so much purpose and direction that comes from routine. Like you don't realize until you leave home and you aren't in your same apartment doing your same daily tasks, you realize how much direction you got from just knowing that you were doing the same thing every day. And as soon as you're not doing that, you're kind of like, oh gosh, what am I doing with my life? So having a plan keeps the existential crises away. Having the freedom to work from anywhere, or at least in my case, anywhere with cell service is very liberating. Living the digital nomad life isn't for everyone. I totally get that. But if you dream of adventure while still being able to pursue your career and maybe this is like us, like the way that you're able to afford longer term travel is by continuing to work while you do it, then having these remote options are really great. Or maybe you just want to be a stay-at-home mom or skip that two-hour commute every day and some of these options can be great for that too. Again, the goal isn't the six figures, right? I'll be honest, we slipped that into the title because we knew it would make you click on it faster. But really, I believe in the way that I approach business is all about making enough that you have a comfortable living for the lifestyle that you want. And for me, that lifestyle is not about like buying designer clothes or flying first class or getting fancy cars or any of that stuff. My ideal lifestyle is being able to travel slowly, take in adventures and kind of get off the beaten path every once in a while. And I'm able to do that on much less than six figures in personal income every year. So I encourage you to think about what that dream lifestyle is for you. Maybe it's being a digital nomad, maybe it's something else, and try to develop a business or find a career that works for that. The goal is creating a business or income that gives you the life that you want to live, not the life that, you know, society or marketing or whatever is trying to convince you that you should live. So I hope that this episode maybe helped inspire you or get you on the right path to work towards that. And if you have any specific questions about what it looks like to work from the road or how I've made that happen, then totally feel free to send me a message over on Instagram. You can message me at Katie Steckley and we can chat. Thanks so much for listening to the Creator Club podcast. This show is produced by Creatorly Media, a social media and content marketing agency by creators for creators. If you want professional help growing your social media platforms or creating your content, come visit us at creatorlymedia.com or at creatorlymedia on Instagram. If you've listened this far into the episode, we want to know who you are. Seriously, thank you so much for listening. Screenshot your podcast app and share it to your Instagram story, tagging at Creatorly Media or at Katie Steckley so that we can chat. Again, thanks for listening and remember to keep on creating. We'll catch you next time.